podcast is meant for a mature adult audience. Listener discretion is advised. You're listening to Onaquest Paranormal. I'm your host, Jill Urchak. You know all about the show. If you don't, uh, the name kind of gives it away. Anything supernatural, paranormal, you can't see it, I am interested in knowing about it. So I'm lucky enough to have a friend with me who's got a lot of spooky stuff, and I'm just going to go straight to it. Frankie Rodriguez, baby. Welcome to the show. Jill, thanks for having me on. <laughs> no problem. Now, you're an interesting character by nature and very friendly. And what's the quote you tell me? You never have a what? Oh, yeah, I've never had a bad day in my life, Jill. Love, love this guy. Now, and I told you once I took the train with a guy who said every day was the worst day of his life. I'm like, this is kind of depressing. But anyway, <laughs> maybe I should have had him on as a guest because I'd love to know what haunted him. But Frankie, you have some interesting things going on and you are interested in this stuff as well as I am. One picture that you have shown me in the past, and and I'm going to use it again with your permission. You said it was cool. Absolutely. You, you Basically, I'll let you take it away, but you took a picture and there was an unexpected black mass, uh, aka something in the picture that wasn't there when you took it. Yeah, well, I mean, I, I was I was younger when that picture was taken. If you notice, there's there's no kids in the photo. Um, I, I didn't take the photo. My mom took the photo. Um, and when we went and got the photos uh, developed uh, behind uh, one of my relatives, there's this unexpected, unexplainable black mass that is in the form of a human, and he's just kind of standing there staring or what it looks like it appears that he's staring at my family members just very weird very freaky it 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 really is i mean it's one thing to say that say it which is creepy but then to have the picture to see it and was that a polaroid if i if i remember no it no it wasn't a polaroid it was one of those uh old cameras where you got to wind it up yeah okay the button Okay, and you had to go get it developed at, at you know Walgreens or yes. whatever. And uh, when when my mom was going through the photos, I he- I heard her tell my dad I wasn't looking at the photos. I heard her tell my dad like, "What the hell is that?" Wow! And 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 in the photo, it, it's big. Yeah, yeah, it, it is. Now the the relatives are sitting down. That it's you know it's uh, behind us so far, I mm-hmm. want to say, mm-hmm. uh, but yeah, this isn't some like little mass. I mean, what, whatever, this, whatever that thing what is, the hell? it's huge. <laughs> uh, I mean, I, we, we called now we were joking when, when we saw it, but you know, we called it the grim reaper because it almost looks like, yes, the grim, grim reaper looks like he's got some in his hands. I, I, I don't know what else to, to <laughs> call it. In his hand. It wasn't a cooking utensil. It is downright <laughs> creepy because like you said, there's this happy little photo. Now whose house was that taken at? That, that was at my, uh, my aunt's house. Had anybody died? Did they say recently before that picture was taken? Yeah. Three days before. <gasps> okay. Hair up on Every part of my body. Who who died? Um, it was uh, a cousin. Like for me, it was like a third cousin, but it was it was a fir- first cousin to my aunt. How old? That had just passed away. How old was he or she? Uh, twenty. Oh boy, 
26, 27. Oh, that's so sad. I'm sorry. That's so yeah. young. Well, yeah, it was, yeah, very young. It was very unexpected. Um, it was, it was, you know, uh, it was tragic. Uh, got got hit uh, in a car car wreck uh, oh. by a semi truck. Oh. Yep. Yeah. So very unexpected. Very hard on the family at that time. And uh, but yeah, I mean, it, you you should hear some of the speculation at the you know the family uh, get-togethers. You know it. Even though it looks creepy, you know, it's him and, you know, he's just there to say hello to everybody. And, uh, you know, that that's <laughs> that's the positive spin to me. I'm like, that looks like death looking yeah. to come, come get somebody. <laughs> you know, I'm hoping if somebody visits me and anybody listening to me, please don't. You're you're light and wispy. I don't know. Maybe have some feathers hanging around. I don't think I want to see like you said the grim. And I'm not because that thing is dark. You know. Uh, yeah. And, and, I, I mean, it's not see through. It no. Is a, it's a solid mask. No, it's not see through. It's 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 dark. And um, I don't know. I, I I guess was that the only time that has ever happened in that house. Were they that, something that was, was seen? Yeah, that was the only photo we ever caught. Now, uh, my aunt, uh, you know, over the years uh, has has told us that, you know, she felt like the ha- house was haunted and, you know, things started happening that were unexplainable. But she just, you know, it's, if you're a believer, you, you look for those things like, oh, my God, it's. It, it, the room, the room temperature just dropped, you sure. know, or, mm-hmm. but if if you're a non-believer, you just chalk it up as a weird coincidence. And that's what she did. She, she was a non-believer and she chalked it up to a bunch of, uh, you know, odd coincidences, but, uh, that was I not, don't think they were coincidences no, at all. No, no, Frankie, you know what? You don't have to be a believer. To, that was, that was in the form, like you said, of a man, of a person that was standing there. Now, maybe this is where we need experts in. Maybe black doesn't necessarily, maybe that's the way it showed up, mean bad. Yeah. You know, let's face it, black goes with everything. (laughs) Black is a good color on people. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) Right? (laughs) Slims you down. I mean, come on. Hey, I'll let the people see the picture um, on the site for themselves. To me, that is a person that's a big yikes and I wouldn't want to see that thing ever again. And if it was your cousin, I'm sorry. Maybe, maybe. Well, and, and interesting that you say three, because three is such a symbolic number. Whether you believe it's the Trinity. I mean, three is so symbolic in the Bible. And three is just a symbolic number, I believe. So that is even creepier. <laughs> well, I didn't even put that aspect to it. Thanks, Jill. <laughs> oh, hey, fam- hey! Next time, Frank, you have a family get together. Just bring me along. I'll, I'll, I'll make it cozy, and you know, we'll, we'll talk about the number three. No, but that is that was really an amazing photo. Like I said, it's one thing to hear the story that's creepy, but it's another to see it. But it's funny how you say whether you're a believer or not, because to me, just because I believe doesn't mean I believe everything is something. Correct. And. Okay, you understood that. And to somebody yeah. maybe who doesn't believe in anything, I would hope their attitude would be the opposite of that. Just because I don't believe in anything doesn't mean something can't be something. So that to me is a flat out yikes. Yeah, I mean, I've run into, you know, my wife was a non-believer. I, I've always, 
my whole life I I've experienced what I call uh weird anomalies. Um, you know, uh, I, we, we had someone close, uh, pass away, um, in an apartment, uh, uh, of a blood disease. And I, you know, just watched him basically go from a healthy man to dead within oh, two weeks. Oh. Um, and that apartment was a base basement apartment, uh, on, I, I can even tell you it was on Montrose and Winchester in Chicago. And it was the, uh, we would hear the screaming in the middle of the night that he, he basically was him um, during the day while he was living mm-hmm. and, and then doors just started slamming. I mean, for no reason. Um, and you know, I've, I've told this story many times and people are like, Hey, it could be the wind. No, it wasn't the damn wind. Oh, I love when people, they blit. Yeah. Or it was a neighbor's cat. Yeah. Yeah. So, so my mom, she got to her credit. She wasn't going to stick around to find out what it was or who it was. She got the hell out of there. We left our furniture. We left everything. She just got the hell out. I'm with your mom. Yep. She (laughs) grabbed me and my sister. I had to be eight, nine years old, maybe. And she just, she just grabbed us. We we packed some clothes and left everything in that apartment. You know, and and, and so, now now oh go ahead. No, no, and I was going to say that you know. So I've experienced things throughout my life. My wife had never experienced anything until I. The last time I was on the show with you, I told you I, I believe my grandmother visited me mm-hmm. uh, when she had passed away, and that was the first time like my my wife had experienced anything and that was probably a week's worth of phenomenon in you know we've lived in the same house for 23 years that's only happened that week when my grandmother passed away and then uh three years later when her son my uncle passed away that's the only phenomenon we've ever experienced here in this this uh you know where we live and it's never happened. It never happened before that. And it's never happened after that. So she went from a non-believer to, yeah, something weird was <laughs> going something on. Something a little fishy. Well, yeah, I mean, everyday people experience these things on some level, I believe. Some pass it off. But there comes a point sometimes where you can't pass things off anymore. Like the time, you know, like I said, I've I've heard not a lot, but enough to scare the crap out of me. I've heard, I have felt, and I have seen things. Uh, mm-hmm. Not that often. I'd be lying if I said it was often, but enough to know, okay. And I have such a strong faith, and I'm pretty sure you do, in God, that mm-hmm. I know I really believe in the afterlife. I have a lot of questions about it. I want to know why. Yes. I here's here's my question. Then I want to move on to a Seven Eleven that serves more than Slurpees. I think that you can tell me about. Um, I would like to know. My questions are: I know they say people wander the earth because they have unfinished business and things like that. I can accept that. Some may be afraid to go to their destination if they've been bad. Okay, I can relate. However, my question is about when children die. And then, and you see these hauntings of children maybe looking for their parents. Wouldn't God just take them? 
Like these are, I'm asking you, Frankie, like you have an answer, yeah. but that's my question. Why? <laughs> like I have a six year old, God forbid something ever happened and would destroy me first of all, and my husband, yes. but I don't think I could honestly live after that. But to the thought of him wandering around looking for me and not being taken by Jesus, I can't fathom. So the, scary thought. Scary it thought. Is absolutely one, terrifying. Yeah, I just, I, I just, th- these are the questions I have, and maybe I really don't want to know the answers to. So let's yeah. talk about these these yeah. big gulps <laughs> that are going on. <laughs> what? Yeah, because you you know you watch the same ghost shows that I watch, yes. Jill, and and every time they they find a pair, you know, something paranormal, and and they say it's a kid, it 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 breaks my heart because. Why is that kid still there? Yeah. You know, what, what is going on? But mm-hmm. yeah, uh, those are all answers. We don't, you know, all questions we don't have answers to, you know? No. So creepy. So let's move on to something else that's creepy. So what happened um, at a 7-Eleven? So uh, I was uh, <laughs> just got a new job at 7-Eleven uh, as a business consultant and going through training. Uh, do you want me to mention the store? You know what? That is really um, probably not. I was going to say that's up to you, but I, you know. Okay. Yeah. So yeah. So we won't mention which store it is. Let's just say it's in Chicago. And, and wait, unless and, they they know there's things going on and they don't care. Uh, okay. I, don't mention. Mm, yeah. No. Let, let's not mention. Okay. We'll we'll just say Chicago. If if people uh, want to do their own investigating, there's over a hundred stores in Chicago. Good luck. Is it wait? Um, is it north? You could tell me, you could tell us that. Is it on the north side? It is on the north side. Okay. All right. We're good. On the north side. So that eliminated about 30 stores. (laughs) Now there's seven. (laughs) There you go. So, yeah. So now it was in training. um, And underneath this uh, 7 Eleven um, was uh, a basement that we used to use for our storage, right? So our shelving units, you know, whatever extra storage that you would need at a 7-Eleven, we would put it on there because we down there because we had a full basement. So one day I, I was asked to go down there and, you know, grab some shelving units because we were going to rearrange the, you know, the storefront. And when I go down there, you realize that the 7-Eleven is actually built on top of what Chicago used to be. So cool. There's, there's a street down there. There's uh, an obvious ticket window. What looks like it used to be a movie theater. Um, uh, the the research shows that it used to be a speakeasy. So you know who knows you know what what they had to do back then to get into the speakeasy. Mm-hmm. But but anyways, uh, you know you you walk all the way to the back of the elevator uh, uh, of the uh, basement. There's an, an elevator shaft there which still puzzles me because it's only two floors. Why would you need an elevator shaft? Uh, you know, someone said to, to move product, to move alcohol. So I guess that makes sense. But um, anyways, uh, just trying to p- paint a picture. And mm-hmm. uh, so I'm, I'm down there, I'm moving some, some shelves and you know, it's, it's not the best lit <laughs> basement in the okay. world. And uh, I thought, Somebody uh, came down to help me with the shelves. So as I'm moving, I said, hey, can, uh, can you grab that shelf over there? 
because there was somebody there. And, <laughs> and, when, when, and when I look up, <laughs> there's nobody there. And you looked up right like, after. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, yeah, I was, okay. I saw the person. Yes. I, I was, I, you know, I, I don't know what to say other than at first I thought maybe, you know, how your eyes could play tricks on you and stuff like that because mm-hmm. it is a, a dark, dingy place. Sure. So I was just, I just chalked it up to, you know, what was that? You know, because no one had told me that the place, you know, was haunted. Right. So, you know, I grabbed the shelving units. I go upstairs and I go to the, uh, the store trainer and I said, you know, the craziest thing <laughs> happened downstairs. And she goes, oh, did you see a ghost? I almost hit the floor. Well, yeah, because I, I, that's not a normal um, question. If you said that to me, I'd be like, what? What? <laughs> yeah, no. Her response was, oh, did you see a ghost? I'm like, um, yeah. yeah. As a matter of fact, I did. <laughs> a funny thing. I go, I go did, did you, wait, are there stories of this like thing being haunted? And she goes, Oh yeah, there's people that won't even go anywhere near downstairs, and he, you know, and then here you just went by yourself, and we were all just like watch him come running up. Oh my screaming. God! Thanks for warning <laughs> me, Biatch. <laughs> so I was, I was, I was uh, quite taken aback, you know. Um, as I, as I've just told you, I'm a believer, so I'm like, well, who the hell is down in that basement? Um, oh my so, gosh. So I I told him I'm I'm never going back in that basement. I just I just will not do it. I I don't need anything following me home. I don't need anyone attaching you know getting attached to me. You know they you know we both know the stories where if you move stuff and you move equipment or you move something that you know that that ghost is attached to you're screwed. Oh yeah, <laughs> I've yeah. seen all the shows. Yes, you we know <laughs> we've seen it. Oh my gosh. Well, now you know what you saw. Yeah, I, I, I know for sure I saw somebody. Now, was it, I, again, it, it could have been one of those out of the corner of my eye things, but I know for sure it wasn't because that person was there and I asked them to help me. And so <laughs> I know I saw somebody. <laughs> you um, asked them. So I, I did. Well, I, I love it. I, I love it. <laughs> Now, if that thing would have grabbed the shelf, I, I think I would have died. I was just going to say that, Frankie. All of a sudden, you're like, oh, thanks, man. And all of a sudden, you're walking up the stairs, and, and the boxes behind you as this thing is walking are just sitting on the stairs. Wow. That's unner- That's uh, that's truly unnerving. So, yeah. So, and the, the best part was, you know, my since I watch the ghost shows, my kids watch the ghost shows. So I took uh, my oldest daughter and my middle daughter um, to the 7-Eleven and I was telling them the story about how it's haunted. And they liked it more than it being haunted. They wanted to just go see that the 7-Eleven was built on what old Chicago used to be. Absolutely. Right? They wanted to see the street. Yes. The, the ticket. They wanted to see all that. So we went in there and, and, and then my oldest daughter probably at the time was 14 maybe 15 around that age. And, uh, she goes, can we walk in there? I'm like, you want to walk into that basement? And she said, yeah, let's just, you know, let's just take a look. She goes, I want to see what it looked like. 
So I flicked on the one dingy light bulb mm-hmm. and we're walking through there and I, you know, I show her the elevator shaft and here, this is a, a freaky thing in that basement too. And I still, to this life of me, no one has been able to answer this, why it was there, but there's just one random chair sitting in the middle of a room in a room that nobody goes into. It's just one, one random chair. So when you flash your flashlight, there's, it's just one random chair sitting in the room. And, and I got to tell you, it just creeps the hell out yeah, of Yeah, it's like a torture chair. It. It's like the chair that you sit in alone and, ooh. Yeah, and, and I mean, and, and, and it's, just a, it's just a chair. But, uh, you know, uh, every, everyone that, <laughs> that I know has gone down there. I said, well, why don't you move it? Right. And I ain't touching that thing. <laughs> you go touch it. No, no, I ain't doing it. But... Uh, <laughs> to get back to uh, in the basement with my daughters, right? So I'm, I'm, you know, I showed them the elevator shaft. I showed them the chair, and I, sh- you know, showed her, you know, I was moving the shelves when I saw the person over there. And then, as loud as you, ca- as plain as day, Jill, you just hear footsteps, clip, clop, clip, clop, clip, clop, oh. clip, like, like walking towards us, and uh, or you know, in our minds, it's walking towards us, right? So I look at my daughter, I go, do you hear that? And she goes, yeah. I looked at my other daughter, I go, you hear that? She said, yeah. My oldest daughter says, let's get out of here. Let's go. Oh, my (laughs) God. And we we bolted out of there, and we all three of us heard the footsteps, plain as day. It was in the room with us. Yeah, and uh, yeah, that was the last time I ever went in that basement. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> oh my God, that is, it's so fascinating on, on two levels. One, that there was an actual life underground. That had to be the coolest thing you could just imagine at the time when it was happening, Correct. like what was going on there. But yeah, but to be in it, oh, that's just creepy. But you, well, what's wrong with me, Frankie, that I like it? Well, I think that's what, you know, me and you both, we, we both got this super interest in it, mm-hmm. but yet it, it scares the living bejesus out Absolutely. of me. Absolutely. You know, but I'm still curious. Yeah. And, mm-hmm. you know, I, I've, I've listened to your podcast and I know you've, you've been asked to go on ghost hunts. Mm-hmm. I've been asked to go, go on ghost hunts and there's a part of me that wants to, but there's a part of me that is just terrified. Terrified. That, I just don't want no part of it because, you know, I, and I've heard you say it. What, what if you encounter that demon spirit, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Everyone's like all the experts. Well, that's very odd and very rare. Well, <laughs> my luck, I'm going to read. I'm going to find that one. Oh yeah. I mean, if you've got that weird, if you're that weirdo that has that one gene that attracts, Hey, before my dating life and, before I got married, I attracted every weirdo that was on the city streets. Everybody that was demented escaped from jail. The weirder and dis- more disgusting you were, you liked me. Anybody that was semi-normal, I was desperate. I almost went out with these people because nobody else was asking me. So, yes, to answer your question, Frankie, oh, a demon attaching to you, but that's probably not possible. Uh you really don't know me that well. In fact, I, in fact, Frankie, I sometimes have dreams. This will creep you out. This will creep your ass out. Uh-oh. I and my mom, my, my mom, what am I, British? My mom is very, she's very intuitive. She's very, 
she's she's good, you know, she's she's she really is a good moral Catholic woman. She really is. God bless her. Me, on the other hand, I mean, I am. I'm not nearly as good as she is, but I try. So there are times I have dreams that I'm like being possessed. Okay. Now these could just be because I analyze dreams. So these could just be fears, you know, just like fears. Yeah. Everyone's got their anxiety dreams. Uh, dreams are so bizarre anyway, but they're yep. flat out scary. And I'm always in my dream, like, you know, um, I believe in Jesus. Like I'm doing anything I can, like the movies, you know, with the crosses and the Bibles, get away from me. They're scary. Well, one particular yep. dream, I had this about two. Oh, it sounds like you have them too. I do. Oh, oh, yeah. oh okay, good. I, I'm sorry. <laughs> Misery loves company. Okay, I. so the last one I had, actually, that's not true. I had one this week. The one before that, I there was a spirit on the wall. I was with some girl to the right of me, and she said something to him. And I looked at this spirit, which I would never do in real life, because that's why I don't go poking around there. I just do the show to talk to people that do. And I said, yeah, show me what you got. You don't scare me in my dream, which I would never say. And then I instantly regretted it. Okay. And the girl next to me, whoever she was said, I'm sorry. And I said the same thing. I said, I'm sorry. I didn't mean that. And I knew I didn't mean it because I just would never provoke like that. He said, I don't care about her. I care about you. And it was getting scary. And I was screaming, you know, I believe in Jesus. Like, get away from me. <laughs> and then Frankie, here's the creepy part. In my left ear, I heard the very calm words, you are protected. And I woke up. Oh, my God. <laughs> I've never heard a voice before like that. I've never heard that before. And it was very reassuring. And it was a man's voice, you are protected, because this, before I could wake up and I woke up. Does that creep you wow. out? Yeah. Thank you, God, that I'm protected. But so you have these dreams too? Oh, yeah. My, my Mine is uh, a, a little, a little different, but it's, it's definitely on repeat mode. I have it all the time. I probably had it uh, two or three weeks ago as well. Um, and I can't even tell you how long I've been having these dreams, but, uh, mine is, uh, I'll be having a great dream, you know, with the family, with friends, <laughs> yes. um, puppy dogs. Uh, yeah. Pu yeah. Puppy dog and <laughs> kitty cats and whatever you can think of. And then I'll be, uh, it's always indoors. So I, I'll, I'll go into someone's house, whether it's mine or whoever's house in a dream, and uh, it'll be haunted, and uh, and I'll frantically try and protect whoever I'm with from these ghosts, physically punching the air because I'm the only one that could see the ghost. Oh, no one else. Yeah, no one else could see it, and I'm frantically trying to punch a ghost hmm. that you can't punch, and uh, yeah, wake up in. Yeah, it just now it doesn't bother me, but it, I used to wake up terrified, you know. Not, now it's like, oh, I had that dream again. So Damn it. <laughs> yours, is re yours is like repetitive. Yours sounds repetitive. It is. Not it, So they're very similar. It, it, All of them are similar. Yeah, in a different house. Uh, always a different setting, but it's always indoors. It's always someone's house. Interesting. Um, and... and 
I am frantically trying to fight this ghost that you can't fight and, and just punching as hard as I can through the air because I could see the ghost. Nobody else can. And obviously, you know, uh, you never connect and, and the ghost is just taunting you, teasing you, and and then you wake up. <laughs> do, you, do you believe, Frank, in astral travel? Um, I, yeah, I, I, I mean... I honestly, Jill, I've never really thought about it, but yeah, I mean, why, why not? <laughs> yeah, no, it's just interesting if, if you believed in something like that, maybe you're uh, floating out when you're sleeping. They say when you're sleeping, you know, you're really free and you can't mm-hmm. censor and we've had enough censorship. I shall move on. You can't censor <laughs> um, your thoughts, right? You're right. sleeping. And so you're, you're going about your business. I'm wondering if maybe you are protecting people and being the spiritual warrior that people can't see who knows but see my yeah. mine mine are a little more like bah, bah, bah. you know what i mean possessed yeah, yeah. And, and i'm always That's screaming and reaffirming too. yeah sorry that that voice comes out way too easily and it's very scary <laughs> because as it's happening i'm just like god help me get me out of this so <laughs> hence i uh i have my uh my little, my little rosary by my bed but anyway so this is a paranormal show, Jill. We're not talking about, you know, the gardening show. Um, but something, <laughs> something, Frankie, you had mentioned to my husband, I want you to tell me about this happened to a friend of, your, friend of yours. You're not exactly sure where it was. I thought from the way you were talking about it, it was Bachelor's Grove. But tell me what happened. Yeah, it's, it's in Tinley Park. That's, that's really all I know. Mm-hmm. He's a... Uh, He's only I've 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 known him for twenty five nearly thirty years of my life. I'm forty seven, so I've I've known him for a very long long time. Um, and I and I trust this guy with my life. And he's only told me this story one time. Um, and it was it was it, just like what me and you are doing right now. We're just having a conversation, and I told him, you know, it's the things that ever ha- that happened to me when I was a kid, and you know, in that apartment with the guy screaming and door slamming. And, and he, he goes, um, well, I, I've got a story, you know, a story to tell you, 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 you probably won't believe me, uh, because it sounds crazy. And I've never told anybody this. I've never even told my wife. He's never told his wife or kids still to this day, this, wow. this story. Okay. Um, because he, he truly believes if, if he tells somebody, um, where to go, uh, that if something bad happens to him, he, he, he feels responsible. Um, so because two, two of his friends, uh, from high school ended up, ended up killing themselves, committing suicide. Oh my God. Um, yeah. So it, it, anyways, um. Uh, you know, just to tell the story, they, this was a, a, a grove that they would go to in a forest preserve. And, uh, you know, uh, they would go every year. And, you know, as they got a little older, they were able to venture off into the forest preserve without, without adults. And one year they went through, you know, through the forest preserve and they came across this pond um that was never there before um and across this pond there was a house and 
obviously, you know, the, a house just don't appear. A pond just doesn't form and create out of thin air. Right. right. Well, this one, this one actually does. <laughs> um, but, um, uh, you know, they're like, where did this come from? You know, and, it, and it's multiple people. Uh, it was him and his cousin. So he said there was three or four of them. Um, and they're like, where did this come from? You know, this wasn't here last year. And, and the, you know, the, I guess the, the part about that story is there's multiple witnesses, multiple people seeing it. It's not just a, a one, a one person story. Right. So it, they all, they all said, well, let, let's get to the other side of this pond. So they, they just keep trekking through this forest preserve and going and walking and walking and walking and they can never get to the end of the pond even though you could see visibly see where the end of the pond is they couldn't get to the end of this pond oh that's so weird yeah so so you know they it it was they had been gone a while so they figured you know what let's just get back so they they get back and uh, they, you know, they tell the adults, hey, they, you know, there's a, a pond and a house and, you know, adults being adults are like, yeah, a house. Sure. And they're like, no, really, that someone built a house over there. And, and there's like this pond or swamp or, you know, and, and they're like, well, it's probably the rain, you know, for, yeah. they're like, it's not, it's not a puddle. <laughs> it's, right, it's a right. pond. So anyways, the, the adults didn't think anything of it. So, uh, and they would go every year. It was It was like a 4th of July celebration. So um, they left and they came back next year. And the first thing they wanted to do, rather than eat or play softball, they wanted to go see this pond. So they went back into the forest preserve, the same group of cousins, and they could never find this pond or house. It didn't exist. It's like it wasn't there. Hmm. And they're like, they're like, I know this is where it was at. And all of them, to, he said to the person, all of them were just like, yeah, this is where it was at. Yeah, the, definitely, this is it. And there was nothing there. So they go back and the adult, because they, they rambled all year long about this pond and house, when they came back, the adults were like, did you find your pond and house? <laughs> right. And they're, and they're like, no, it wasn't there. And they're like, oh, now it's not there. It just disappeared, right? So the adults are just, you know, needling them, you know, just giving them the business. And they're like, no, we know what we saw, guys. <laughs> so, um Fast, uh, so freshman year, uh, this would have been his freshman year in high school. He goes back, uh, to the forest preserve again during, during 4th of July. And sure enough, the pond and the house is there. The cousins are, are screaming for the adults to come. Mm-hmm. Of course, they, the adults claim that they never heard them, which my, my best friend says is impossible. We, we're, we weren't that far away that they couldn't hear four or five people screaming at the top of their lungs to come here, come here. Um, so, so anyways, they, uh, they look at this house, uh, across the way. And, and so my, my, my friend's a football player. So he's just like, I bet you I could hit that house with a rock. 
So they're like, yeah, yeah, try it. So he picked up a rock and he chucked it as hard as he could. And you never hear, you never hear or see the rock fall. He says it ne- you never heard anything. Okay. He goes, he goes, you would either see the water splash or you would hear it hit the water mm-hmm. or you would hear it hit the, the ground. Right. Goes, you, you don't hear anything. All of a sudden, this rock comes shooting back at them <laughs> and misses everybody. But they, but they all go. I didn't mean to laugh. Here. I like a boomerang. <laughs> yeah. So they, but but it wasn't like instant. He said it was. It was like somebody on the other side oh. picked up the rock and threw it back at him because oh. it. Yeah, it was not instant. He goes. It wasn't like I threw it and then it came right back. He goes. I threw it. We were listening. And we're like, man, you know, where'd the rock go? All right, well, let's get to the end of the pond. And all of a sudden, whoosh, here comes the rock oh again. Oh, my God. Yeah. So, anyways, they, they go running in terror to well, <laughs> tell yeah. the adults. Yes. Uh, and the adults now see, like, this look of terror on everyone's face. And uh, my friend's... Uh, uh, dad and his uncle came with him. Um, and when they went back, the, it was gone. There was like, there was no pond. There was no house. There was nothing. And, and, and the uncles are like, you guys are crazy. Something's wrong with you guys. Right. Um, so uh, fast forward to uh, junior year uh, of high school. He, um, he was on the football team and he was, you know, it just like we're having a conversation. He started having a conversation with the football team and they're just like, we got to go. We got to go. We got to see this. We got to see it. You're full of crap. There mm-hmm. ain't no way. And he's just like, I'm telling you. So it's a very dumb high school male machismo thing to sure, do. Sure. They went, they went at 11 o'clock at night when uh, the forest preserve was closed. Yes. Um, there was five of them. Uh, it was actually, I'm sorry, seven of them. There was two cars, uh, five guys, two girls. Um, they all, they go walking through this forest preserve and, and I should you not. He said that the pond and the house is there. And he goes, now the whole football, he goes, all, all five guys and the two girls, we we're all looking at it. Oh, Wow. Let, let's get to the other side. I don't care how long this takes. We're getting to the other side. Cause you say you, you, uh, you, uh, I don't want to use his name, but they're like, you, you've told us you can't get to the other side. Well, we're going to get to these other side. It's just right there. So they walked and walked and walked and walked and walked. They could never get to the other side of the pond. And, and they're like, this is crap. What the hell's going on? And he goes, and, and my friend said, he, he just started feeling really bad. And he's just like, you know what? We, we need to get out of here. Uh, we, we don't, we don't belong here. So male machismo football players, right? Right. Guy picks up a rock. Guy picks up a rock says, he says, you could, you, you can't hit that house. You can't hit that house. He goes, watch this. And he chucked the rock as hard as he could. And yeah, again, everybody was, you know, waiting. Mm-hmm. And, and they're like, you don't see anything. He said, all of a sudden, this rock came back and hit him right in the head. Oof. Oh, my God. Oh. What, uh, they, he, my friend says, 
knocked him out. We saw it. She had plain as day. He he was he he got knocked out by this rock. And then all of a sudden this fog came over the pond and it's just like charging at them, this this fog, and mm-hmm. they all go running in terror. And uh they get back to the car and everyone realizes, guess what? They left uh, I'm gonna use a fake name, mm-hmm. they left Jimmy laying there. Um, we gotta go get Jimmy. We ain't going back. Hell no. It's like a movie. We we, we gotta go get Jimmy. He he he's laying there. Yeah. We gotta go get him. So the girls are crying. Um, uh, according to you know his story, the girls are crying. The guys are now like in you know huddle formation. <laughs> like, right. like we were going through a Make haunted it, house. You, you know, <laughs> nobody wants to get you know jumped at or anything. Oh my gosh. So they, they go back and the water, um, the fog is gone off the water and they see their friend on the other side of the pond at the house. Oh my God. My hair is. That my, oh, the hair on my neck is standing up. Too, I got I'm chills when they're multiplying. So, oh, just like from Greece. Go ahead. <laughs> so they're screaming his name. Jimmy. Jimmy, Jimmy, and he and, and he goes to the man. Everyone that was there will tell you there's no way he couldn't have heard us. I mean, it's he goes, it's that close. It wasn't like some gigantic right. thing. So we're screaming his name. He doesn't respond to us. He goes into the house, and they're like, "We gotta go call the cops." Remember, no cell phones back then. Uh, mm-hmm. Just to give you a time frame. No cell phones, uh, so pay phones were the only method of calling the cops. So they they go running back to their car because their friend Jimmy just entered this house that they couldn't get to uh, no matter how hard they tried. And when they run back to the car, Jimmy's in the back seat of one of the cars. What? Jimmy has no idea where anybody was, where what had happened, they're like, we saw you go in the house. How did you get here? And he's just like, I, I walked. I, he said he he like, said no. he walked. He walked, yeah. He goes, I didn't know where anybody was at, you know. So I just figured I'd come back to the car. And we're like, Jimmy, we saw you get hit with this rock. And they said there was a big mark on his head, so he legitimately got hit. Um, but he didn't remember anything. And yet there he is in the car. Everyone is freaking out. The girls are refusing to get in the car because Jimmy's in the car. Sure, and they're afraid of him. I I totally get it. (laughs) Yeah, and and so one of the one of the guys got in the other car while everyone was huddled around Jimmy. Went to the payphone, called the cops, nine one one, filed a report saying he was assaulted, and the cops were like, he was assaulted by a ghost, and they're like. I'm telling you that come with them. Mm-hmm. They took the they took the cops to the cops followed them into the forest preserve to find to look at this pond and house mm-hmm. and it wasn't there. It was gone. Of course, it wasn't for the cops. Yeah, it was gone. And uh, uh, <sighs> yeah, so they got in huge trouble. Obviously, all the parents were called, and uh, they you know. They said they got a fine because they were in a forest preserve after hours. They weren't supposed to be there. Um, and then falsely calling 911. They got all sorts of fines. 
<laughs> so, so um, uh, fast forward to college. Uh, uh, well, no, let, let's say in high school, uh, my friend said, Jimmy, uh, the guy I'm calling mm-hmm. Jimmy, right. uh, never, never was the same. He, he oh. did dropped out of the fo- uh, dropped off the football team, uh, became a loner, didn't want to talk to anybody, uh, you know, was mad at anybody that brought up that night because he didn't remember it. And, uh, he ended up, uh, he ended up uh, committing suicide in, in college, like his sophomore year in college. Oh. Um, and my, my friend says it's because of that. He has no doubt. And, uh, then Jimmy's best friend that was also there in the woods that night, uh, like two years after Jimmy killed himself too. So, oh um, my god! So yeah, so two out of the five guys. Oh my god! Uh, yeah, committed suicide, and um, and my my friend uh does has no idea what happened to the other guys. He you know he lost contact with them. He doesn't know if they've if they've moved on, if they've survived. Uh, but I mean, there's plenty of police. Uh, reports and records. So, I mean, it's, it's in Tinley park. Uh, you know, all I could say is the people listening to the podcast, uh, it's not made up. You can, uh, you can go look at the police records yourself. Yeah, and you know what, Frankie, I want you to tell me if, if you find out exactly which woods they are. That's why when you, when you mentioned it to Dan, he didn't get into too much detail. I just thought, Oh, that's, that's bachelor's Grove, which is so famous. Uh, for one of the most famous haunted, it's a grove uh, cemeteries. It's an abandoned mm-hmm. cemetery. I've been in there. I shouldn't have been in there. I was thinking of those <laughs> girls. I went in there. And I was 30, okay? It was because I liked to get 30. I wasn't 16. I, <laughs> Frankie, okay, I, I'm just being real about it. I'd like to say I yep. was young and stupid. I was 30. Anyway, I went in there like a dumbass, um, but I just got divorced. I was sowing my oats. And where am I going with this? Oh, one of the, one of the so-called phantom things that is seen besides like a woman in white, there's like five main things, is a house that appears and disappears, a disappearing house. Please find out if you can which woods, because then it's, I think it's called Rubio. Rubio Woods, is it's huge, Bachelor's Grove. Now, Tinley... Oh. I'm not sure where it starts. I know it's near 159th in Harlem because Peppy's is over there, and that's one of my favorite places to eat. So, right. what did you say at night? No, I said no. I said right. I oh, I thought Peppy. you said at night. I'm like, yes, at night during the day, it doesn't matter. <laughs> <laughs> but but it's off of 143rd, like in Harlem, and the Rubio Woods and that Bachelor's Grove is huge. So I am very curious which one it was. But that is a tragic story. Um, yeah, I, I don't know. I, I, and I'm going to be honest with you. I'll, I'll bring it up. So he really does not like talking about it. And I have asked him um, when when he told me that story. Oh, however long ago it was, pro- um, 25, 26 years ago. When whenever he officially told me that story, I had asked him, "Where's it at? I want to go." Mm-hmm. It's a, it's just uh, again a stupid stupid reflex right and he would he would not tell me so i don't know if i bring it up to him again if it now you know being four in you know 47 almost 48 
you know, may, maybe now he'll tell me. Well, yeah, because uh, now you're not going. Are you? Yeah, hell no. I oh, because I was like, don't you that. be inviting my butt over there because <laughs> those days are yeah. over. No, no, yeah, no, no. Oh, I'm wow. <laughs> that is, yeah. It, but but I'll watch the shows and, 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 you know, I think the whole thing before we wrap this up, that's why I like these stories is that, oh, I'm, your story is not good in any way. It's just that we as humans all we, all want to know what happens life after death, okay? Some people mm-hmm. don't believe in it. Some do. I, as a Christian, I absolutely believe in life after death. Yes, there's a yep. dark side. There is a huge dark side out there. Um, but there's light, and light is bigger than dark. So, I, you know, you, you have these questions. You think these things can't happen, blah, blah, blah. And I've learned not to push it too far because... Uh, you know, I got a life here and I'm just, like I said, I was 30. That was embarrassing to even admit that. Um, <laughs> but again, post-divorce, okay, <laughs> I was just like, yeah, let's go drinking in the forest preserves, dude. This will be fun. What was it? It says do not enter. So what did I do? I entered. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I had more guts then than I did in high school. But uh, Frankie, you know what? You're you you you're wonderful. Send me that picture. I'm going to put it out. I want people to see it. They can decide for themselves. Um, always a pleasure talking with you about. And, and you're a lot like I am. I think most people are interested, but I, I'm not dabbling in in anything voodoo. I'm keeping it all real. I'm um, talking to people that experience things and. That's why I do the mm-hmm. show. But, I, you know, I, were you going to say something? Yeah, I was going to say no no Ouija board for this no, guy. Oh, no. You know what? That's a separate show we should do. I've done it. Yeah. I've done it. We've all done it. Never again. Yeah. Never, ever, ever again. And and I'll just say when people say it's just, you know, it's by Parker Brothers or whatever it is. It doesn't matter <laughs> yeah. what, what it is. It's the intent behind it that... Mm-hmm. Okay, I'm creeping myself out. So I'm going to end this on a high note. I have a new podcast, Frankie. <laughs> one that's not <laughs> one that's not about ghosts called the Jill Urchak Show that I just started. I'm very excited. It's all encompassing. Awesome. It's about thank you. It is about everything. Now, one thing I won't get into right now about it is politics, and I'm just going to leave it at that. I'm going to leave that out for now. But everything is covered, and I'm. Just I'm leaving the paranormal exclusively for this one. So that one I'm excited about because there's a lot of things I want to talk about. So you guys can tune into that, too. I'm plugging myself here. Just my name, the Jill Urchak Show, and you will find it where all the podcasts are. Same place you find on a quest paranormal. Frankie, let's hope we have good dreams tonight. Remember, I'm protected. I don't know if you are, but I am. And uh, (laughs) I will be... Uh, I'm protected by my wife. <laughs> we always protect our men. And let me tell you, if you have a dream tonight that you're going to someone's house and you see and you're and you're beating ghosts up, check the other bedrooms. And if you see a bald man named Dan, a curly-haired blonde named Jill and a cute little boy named DJ, you are fighting my demons and I do appreciate it. <laughs> So let me know you how that goes. got it. Right. Guys, thanks for listening to Anaquest Paranormal. If there's anything you want to reach out to me about, uh, it's not just ghosts and spirits. It could be anything supernatural. I am in. As long as I have a, a veil and a shield protecting me, I'm good to go. Thank you for listening. Peace. 